everybody. It is Brian M. Hauser uh, from HawkBlogger.com and I want to welcome you to this year's 2017 Seahawks prediction show. Um, we've got our uh, annual special guests. They, they are regulars on the prediction show and they've had uh, ups and downs in terms of their performances, just like some of our favorite teams. Um, first, I want to uh, welcome uh, Mina Kimes of uh, ESPN uh, and Mina has been taking on all sorts of new gigs this year. Mina, welcome to the show, and, and can you let us know where, where they can find you um, all across ESPN's airwaves? Sure. Uh, I am on Around the Horn and Highly Questionable. I write for ESPN the Magazine, and then uh, we have a new NFL podcast that comes out on Monday uh, that I'll be announcing. It's a team podcast, Ooh. so yeah, that'll be fun. Nice. And if you missed it, uh, Mina did an excellent uh e60 is that what they're called yeah that's what they're called yeah yeah e60 on uh cam chancellor and uh that must have been a really cool experience we'll we'll have to uh hear a little bit about it another time yeah. um next person to to join is has also been a regular guest and was on just a, actually a couple of days ago because he cannot get enough of uh, the hot blogger <laughs> podcast it is uh danny kelly formerly of field goals now of the ringer fame uh danny welcome to the show and and let us know uh Thank you. What are what are you working on right now that we should be uh, bracing for? Hmm. I am working on an article right now that is predicting the NFL's leaders in several categories: passing yards, passing touchdowns, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, receptions, etc. Oh, that is mm. very appropriate. Um, yeah. You know, on uh, on message for today. So, <laughs> uh, no Seahawks involved. Sorry. <laughs> Wow, a, a little foreshadowing, and yeah. uh, we'll just have to see um, if we agree with what you end up with. I think you remember um, how people welcomed the Mike Sando article re recently about where uh, top quarterbacks were. So, uh, you know what? I want to just like everybody thinks. It, I feel like Mike Sando gets so much crap. They're not his predictions, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yells at him, and it's not Sando. Like people no. leave him alone. I think anyone that's yelling at Sando is, you know, lower common denominator of, of, of <laughs> fandoms out there. I, I think uh, most people I've seen are mostly just griping about what uh, NFL front offices and scouts think of, uh, of quarterbacks nowadays. Um, all right. So we've been informed that Danny has a hard stop at three o'clock because these two, they work around the clock. I think Mina was on this morning from like nine to 12. So... We feel very privileged uh, to, to have them on for a little bit of time. We actually have 27 predictions to go through today. Oh, We're going to try to do quick hitters, and uh, we'll see how far we get. And if we happen to not get through everything, um, we can always come back and uh, fill them in offline, and, and uh, you know, uh, I'll let people know what you guys thought. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, and uh, we're going to go with uh, uh, Danny first this year. Oh. Um, and, and this is a, this is a tough one. But um, the question is, who will have more rushing touchdowns this season? Man. Marshawn Lynch or all the Seahawks running backs combined? <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go with – oh, my gosh. I'm going to go with all the Seahawks combined. Going with think, all the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks will be a better rushing team than the Raiders overall. I'll put it that way. Wow. That's a bold prediction in and of itself. Uh, Mina, where do you come down on this one? Yeah, definitely taking the Seahawks field. I would not take any individual Seahawks running back, though. No. Well, those are both good answers. The correct answer is Marshawn Lynch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, what is, your guess? what is your guess for him this year in terms of touchdowns? I believe Marshawn Lynch is going to have the best season of his career. I'm predicting, wow. I will say he's going to go for over 1,500 yards and 12 oh, touchdowns. Because their okay. line is so good, Brian? What's that? Is it just because the Raiders' line is so ridiculous? I don't think Marshawn's ever run behind a line like that. I don't believe that, I, I, I've seen, we've all seen how he runs for Seattle. Um, I don't think we've yet seen how he runs for Oakland, his hometown. 
And um, from what I've seen so far in the preseason, which has been limited, I see no change in his acceleration or strength. And he actually looks refreshed. So I think all those things combined are going to lead to him having a, a pretty big year. I agree with you, Brian. Um, my question is, does Russell Wilson rushing touchdowns count? No, this is specifically Seahawks running, running backs. backs. So, and this is, good, this is good you're clarifying because we're moving on to the next question. Amina, you get to take this one first. Okay. Um, it, it's related. Who will have more rushing yards this season, Marshawn Lynch or all the Seahawks running backs combined? <laughs> I think um, I'm pretty optimistic about the Seahawks running game. I, I, I'm not as high on Lynch as you are, Brian. I'm going to take the Seahawks again. I just think yep. that thing is so real with running backs. I know he's looked okay. I know it's the Raiders line. I know they have a great offense. Um, I also think the Raiders defense is so bad that they might be paying a little bit more catch up than people expect in terms of volume. Makes sense. Um, I also picked the Seahawks running backs uh, in this case. Uh, Danny, uh, how about you? Yeah, I'm going with the Seahawks, um, the field or whatever you call it. I think I think that the C. I think Pete Carroll was infuriated with the Seahawks run game yeah. last year. You can tell when he talks about it. I don't know if Pete Carroll gets infuriated, dude, but I know. Well, for talking. Pete, <laughs> <laughs> he gets a little. He was more pumped and jacked up about it than I've seen, and I. So I think I think he's gonna pr- go out like set out to prove a point this year. Yeah. Um, you know, the, this is their team. This is still our identity. He got so many questions about how they're turning into a run, an, or a passing team last year. I think he's going to be like, you know, screw that. We're going to run run it down everybody's throats this year. So I, that's why I'm guessing. So I'm going Seahawks. That's a perfect segue into the next prediction, which is Seattle threw the ball 62% of the time last season. 62. What percentage of the time will they pass the ball this season? Damn. Do, you have, do you have the... Is it cheating to to tell us what the stats would be for like the two years before that? Okay. Um, they were closer to 50. Like they've generally been around 52, 51 um, okay. prior to. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 57. 57? That's still that – I think it'll go down a bit. Your last little, uh, you know, soapbox about Pete Carroll getting back to the run. Well, I, I think it's going to go – I think there's still – I mean – it's just the nature of the game in general. I still think it's going to, I think that the percentage will go down a bit. Um, but I still think that, you know, they're still going to lean on Wilson also. I just think that they're going to be a lot more effective running the ball this year, like more efficient um, thing, better yards per attempt. Yeah. There's 3.9 as a team last year, 3.9 yards per carry as a team last year, which is just terrible. So um I think that I think the efficiency will improve quite a bit, but I still think they'll they'll lean on Wilson quite a bit as well in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, also just they given how incredible Wilson has looked in preseason, I think we can all agree on that. Um, leaning on yeah. his evolution as a player and a passer, I think it'll naturally be more than before. But I'm going to undercut Danny and just say fifty six. <laughs> uh, a little price is right. Freaking price is right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm actually, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying, except for your number. Um, uh, so <laughs> the logic there for me goes, um, I think they're healthiest when they're running about 52, 53% of the time. I think that, um, they're going to be ahead more this year. And I think that they're going to end up grinding it out in the second half. Um, so I've got them down at 53%, which is still higher than they normally have been, but, um, you know, uh, much different than the 62% they were at last year. Yeah. The game scripts could definitely matter in terms of like, are they, you know, leading and all that. So that's, that's a great point. Defense too. Yeah. Yep. So, so now we go to, I think what every Seahawks fan is kind of curious about and, um, a tough one to answer, I I would say. Um, and and this is which Seahawk will start the most games at left tackle. And I will, (laughs) Give you guys a second to think through this. Um, I will go first this time. Um, I'm going with something pretty straightforward. I'm going with Reese Odiombo. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think he's I think he's going to be competent enough. As I've written, I think George Fant last year might have been a three out of ten as a left tackle, and maybe this year would have been a five or a six out of ten. I think Reese Odiombo can be a three or a four out of ten. I think he can be similar to what Fant was last year, maybe a little bit better. And this team beat. The Atlanta Falcons and and Tom Brady last year with with a three out of ten at left tackle. So I, I don't think it's going to hold them back in that way. 
How about you, Mina? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the only thing that gives me pause on Reese is when they talk about him, they seem weirdly unenthusiastic. I, and I think there might right. be some weird reasons for that. Um, obviously, I'd like the rest of Seahawks fandom. I was fairly impressed last week, or is it this week? Whatever, week three. Um, and it seems also like they're very committed to keeping Joko at guard. So I just, given yeah. the lack of options, it just seems like a no-brainer. Okay, so you're going with Reese. Going with Reese. All right. Danny? I'm going with Reese also. I think it's, yeah, I mean, it seems clear they want to keep Jokel at left guard. And frankly, I don't think he would be any better at left tackle. I think he's still probably not, I don't think he's quite as athletic as Odiambo in terms of his movement ability. Um, he's good you know, at too, man. I mean, I've gone back and rewatched some of the series one, like the one drives, and I've been, I was really blown away by Jokel at guard. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it, like, it makes sense if you if you don't want to disrupt the entire line. Like, I mean, this is kind of what the Seahawks have always done, so I guess it's kind of <laughs> counterintuitive to say that maybe they'll stick with the interior line and just, you know, put a new left tackle out there. But it just doesn't make as much sense to me to flip everybody and, like, you kind of, like, get downgrades at every position instead. Yeah. So I, that, that makes sense to me. And, and <laughs> Mina, to your point, I, I absolutely have been – tuned in as well to the kind of lukewarm reception that Reese has gotten from coaches. I mean, Pete yeah. and Tom Cable tend to be really over positive about guys. My only read on it is I think Odiambo is a better pass protector than he is a run blocker. I think he's actually a pretty poor run blocker. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think that they evaluate their linemen at like 80% of the evaluation is how they are as a run blocker. And uh, <laughs> I just think it bothers them. Um, that's my, my guess. And that's worked out so great. <laughs> well, they might argue it has, but I agree with you. I, I'd like to see a little bit different. Yeah, so so let's move on then to, to some of the – to a guy that will be running behind them, um, that, that offensive line. Um, CJ Proceis. Uh, he's been brittle. Um, he's also been explosive when he's been on the game. And he's pretty um, – Oh, what's the word? Um, he, fans have very different opinions um, on him. It starts with a P. <laughs> I can't remember the word. But I was thinking uh, divisive. Yeah, it's divisive, but polarizing. Um, polarizing. polarizing. Thank you. See, I have two two good writers on. I knew that one of you would come up with it. <laughs> so, um, uh, Danny, how many games will CJ Procise play this year? This is the closest Jeez. to the pin prediction. Uh, let's say. Let's say 10. 10 games. Go, go low on that one. Okay. Mina, where are you at on CJ Procise's game? I'm going to go half a season. The only thing that I am optimistic about is that he's getting injured in different places all over his body. <laughs> 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 at least it's not like a, you know, he doesn't have a gimp ankle or something, but uh -huh. it's the groin is the latest, right? Um, yeah. He's going to run out of places eventually, so. Yes. Because Matt McGloin has been injured. Um, I, I, uh, I've got CJ Procise at 12 games um, this season. Uh, none of us ha are, are particularly optimistic. Um, yeah. That's not a lot of games played. Um, and I don't know that he's given us much reason to, to be optimistic. But he's a wild card. When he was in, I mean, he, he was a huge playmaker. So, um, and they don't need him this year. But um, certainly would be a boost if he could play. I, I love him so. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what he's like. I, I just feel I, I forget what kind of runner he is because we haven't seen him hardly ever. <laughs> you know, he's almost harder to remember as a runner than he is as a receiver. You know, uh, yeah. New Orleans, um, New England. Um, you know, his his plays down the field were, were pretty remarkable. Anyway, yeah. was that Carson where he dumped it off to him and he picked like it was Carson, right, or was it Davis? Chris Chris Carson, yes. I mean, there's been dump-offs to Mike Davis as well, but Chris Carson has definitely um, shown that he can catch the ball really well, and mm -hmm. um, he can pretty much do everything really well. So he, we actually have a question on Mr. Carson coming up later, so I'll let you uh, hold off on that Just one. wonder about what that will be. Yes. Um, the Hall of Fame. I already know what the question is. <laughs> First ballot. Yes, I, I – uh, Damn it. I'm going to have to rewrite it. So um, another closest to the pin question. Uh, 
This one's about Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin, I believe, had 93 catches last year, I want to say. Um, uh, I am predicting he will have 101 catches this year. Uh, Mina, how many, how many catches do you believe Doug Baldwin will have? Catches, you're saying? Catches, receptions. Okay, and how many did he have last year? He had 94. 94. Thank you, Dan. 94. Okay. Um, and that was like top 10. I mean, huh. Part of me doesn't want to go up because I think the wide receiver core is going to be better this year. So I'm going to say 90. I think that's very wise and uh, <laughs> much wiser than my prediction. But, but yeah. Awesome, to be clear. Uh, and I've loved what I've seen out of him in preseason so far. There was, So does anyone have it uh, off the top of their head? I doubt it, but... What was um, Baldwin's, uh, like, the quarterback rating on passes to Baldwin last year? Well, wasn't it, like, close to perfect or something ridiculous? It, it, it was. It was. <laughs> I, I, I can pull it up here in a little bit and, uh, and come back. I just remember it being somewhere in the 110s or 120s or something. But um, so the, I'm with me. I'm going a little bit lower. I'll go 87. Um, he had 125 targets last year. He caught 75% of them. And like I said, like the that's a huge that's a really high catch rate for that many targets. Um, like for instance, I was just doing an article on Beckham, and he, his catch rate was like fifty-eight or something like that. Yeah. Yep. So um, typical is around sixty. Really, 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 really efficient. Yeah. Okay. Then is that their that kind of the the NFL average is sixty or so. I don't know if it's the uh, average, but when I've I've done a lot of these catch rate breakdowns, and a lot of the top targets guys are around sixty percent. Um, it's pretty rare for guys to break into seventy, and and uh, uh, Baldwin certainly is is uh, in kind of rarefied air with with his catch rate. Yeah, so like if you think he's going to get one hundred and fifty targets or something like that, I could see him breaking a hundred receptions. Um, he had one hundred and twenty five last year. I think Jimmy Graham will probably go up a bit. He had ninety five last year. Lockett had 66, Curse had 89. I think probably some of Curse's will be distributed to like Richardson and, um, you know, hopefully some of the other guy, the young guys that are looking pretty exciting so far in the preseason, Kaysen or whoever. Um, but yeah, man, it just seems like that was the peak of efficiency. And if and if we're saying they're going to pass it a little bit less, I'm going to go with a little bit lower number. Not That's not to say he's going to have any a lesser year. I think he's, you know, established himself as one of the best receivers in the NFL. Well, that's that's a it's an interesting point and and uh, I'll expand just for a second on on earlier when I said the Seahawks will will pass the ball fifty three percent of the time this year versus sixty two, I actually think their pass attempts may be equal or even mm. greater than they were last year. I think that they're going to be a much more efficient offense and we saw that in two thousand fifteen in the second half of the year where everyone's like oh my god their passing game took off and they stopped running. That actually wasn't the case. They actually ran the ball more. The second <laughs> year in 2015, but because they were converting so many more third downs, um, they had a lot more plays. So um, we'll see if that plays out. But I, you know, that's when the Seahawks' offense is at its best. Is obviously they're just churning out plays. Um, so this this is kind of related um, and, and a tough one. I'll, I'll give you guys a little um, uh, context here. So I'm going to ask you to rank who will be the top three red zone targets um, for the Seahawks this year in terms of targets, targets in the red zone. Um, last year, it was Baldwin, number one, Jermaine Kirsch, number two, and Jimmy Graham, number three. Um, I don't like that order. <laughs> I was biting my tongue there. Yes. So uh, the Seahawks, obviously, um, you know, they've got Paul Richardson, they've got uh, maybe Cason Williams, um, you know, other guys could emerge. Um, Danny, give me a one, a two, and a three in red zone targets this year. <clears throat> um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be one Baldwin, two yeah. Graham, and then three Lockett. Lockett. Really? Because I, I don't think they like to throw to him there at all. I think... Uh, Gosh, wouldn't it be nice if CJ Prosex is in that mix? But I'm going to go um, one Baldwin, two Graham, three Richardson. Obviously, that's assuming he's healthy. But, you know, they love those those 
infuriating fades, and he's probably the best target for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Russell loves throwing those into the chest of the, <laughs> the player. For as much as I love Russell Wilson, that's Back one play, pass. Yeah. I would love him to, to keep practicing. Really um, all right, yeah, I actually have uh, Baldwin, Graham, and Curse still number three. Yeah, I can see that, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're in denial over here. I know, I know. I, I didn't want to necessarily write that name, but um, uh, I keep expecting something different and keep getting a lot of the same. I'm just hopeful that Graham really is too. I'd love to see, um, you know, I was thinking this last week because Kirch had, Kirch had that really amazing catch in the last game. He's had a couple of nice catches. And I was thinking over the last, the last season, he was so bad. But if you took out the red zone, I wonder how much his, how better his stats would look. Yep. yep. You know, he, he was pretty troublesome last year all over the field and I know there's some folks that feel differently and have broken down every throw and that a lot of them were Wilson not putting the ball in good places for him but sure. um, honestly this is a guy that's never been a separation receiver and has decreasingly been a you know high point receiver so the types of things he does particularly well have, have diminished um you know, but he's looked a lot better this year. And if he can just make the plays that he's supposed to make, um, I still think he is a viable fourth or fifth receiver in the NFL without much question. Yeah. So um, now let's turn our attention to uh, a controversial figure that's been added to the team this year. Um, he was our all of our favorite player um, a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Know where this is going. Um, <laughs> We no longer have Housh Money as our kicker. And um, I know that Danny's happy about that. He said Stephen Housh got infuriated him with his low kicks. And uh, yeah, you know, it's funny what infuriates people in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mina, I want to tell you that Blair Walsh is a career 84% kicker in terms of his field goals made. Last year, he was 75%, cost the, uh, caused the Vikings to let him go. What will be his percentage this year? What was Hauschka's last year? Just out of curiosity. Do you happen to have that? Stephen Hauschka's last year. I will look that up for you. Um, I'm just curious because I, God, it felt like you missed so many. How many were blocked, too? Goodness. Stephen Hauschka <laughs> so made 89.2% okay. of his field goals last year. Field goals, though. Right? So if you include extra points. We're just talking about field goals. I'll be very, yeah. yeah. How was that, that was he was making the field goals. It was the extra points, right? That was, right. I mean, uh, anyway. Balls, yeah. Um, I so kickers are funny because career statistics. It, it can be so weird because it's such a mental position, right? So a kicker can have a totally off year and then revert, and I feel like it's not entirely predictable. I mean, with Blair. What I was so thrilled was to see him miss a kick and then come back and be perfect. Um, because I was like, oh, man, if this guy misses it, what if it happens again? You know, the, the yips or whatever. And he seems fine. And he's kicking them, like, the one he missed, too. Um, I think the end of it I talked about, it, you know, the fact that it was still up the middle was very uh, comforting to me, and it just fell short. Mm. So I'm going to go optimistic on him, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go – I'm going to go 90. 90. Love it. <laughs> I love him. Oh, you know what? As I was typing that in here, the, the computer actually had me type 9%. So hopefully that's not an omen of, of things to come. Um, Danny. Uh, I'm going to go 89%. 89. I'm going to yeah, price, cool. right price, price is right you here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was very encouraging that he missed, he missed the first one against his former team. And they were like talking shit and like being jerks about yeah. it. And I thought it was encouraging to see him come back and hit two more 50 yarders, right? Both of them were from, I think it was like 51 and 52 yeah, or something. Yeah, no, totally. The fortitude impressed me a lot. So that was really good because, I mean, obviously it's not a regular season game, but there's some stuff on the line there. Like he was emotionally involved. Um, and, it. you know, I think that was encouraging. And like we talked about, he, he was a very, very good kicker before he came, before he got the yips, you know, and – yeah. I mean, I, I can see why he did. <laughs> like, honestly, like missing that, missing that kick would yeah, be brutal. Um, so hopefully, you know, this the combination of just the passage of time has helped, and then, um, you know, being on the Seahawks with what they dedicate to, sort of like you know their mental 
preparation and, and all that visualization and all that. Hopefully that will help. But um, I'm, I'm banking on him getting better. It's been very positive so far in the preseason. And we'll, we'll see like when he makes a bit, misses a big kick in the year. But I thought that was a great sign. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I had the same read as both of you. I mean, I think um, I was really not thrilled with the – I was a big Stephen Hashka fan, um, I, you know, <laughs> I thought the snaps and the you know hold last year did not help him. Um, yeah. That's true. But, That's uh, true. but uh, you know, and Blair Walsh, you know, bringing a guy with the yips in to be your kicker after having a guy that's just steady Eddie is is tough. And um, but I, I honestly, I fell in love with him after that uh, <laughs> that Vikings game. I love the way he handled it. Uh, I think it was a great indication of where his head's at, and um, I think. I think he's locked in. I think the team fell in love with him after that as well. So yeah. I, I'm not quite as optimistic as the two of you. I got him at 87%, which is still very good. Um, and uh, we'll see. Um, I, but I, you know, I need, I need some help because I've been trying to like figure out a nickname. Like I, I started calling him Walshy, but I, I need something better than that. Cause the guys, yeah, the, Blair Walsh project. <laughs> the Blair Walsh project there. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, hopefully it's not a horror though. Uh, I'm not sure I like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, or that there's tears and, and snot involved. So, um, all right. So let's keep going, keep charging through. Um, who will lead the Seahawks in sacks this year, Danny? Um, gosh, that's a good question. I'm going to go with Avril. Cliff Avril. Yeah, right. I think he's going to be he's going to benefit from a lot of um, I think Mike Bennett and, and Frank Clark are going to do really well, too, and create a lot of problems. But I just still think Averill's so fast off the edge, you know, great, great first step. He's amazing with uh, he's like the one I, the underrated skill set he has is like an amazing ability to hit the passing arm of the quarterback as they're going yep. for it. Yep. It's like a crazy hand eye coordination or whatever. But um so I, I'm going to go with Avril. I think he'll have a career year just based on the fact that Seahawks defensive line is looking so strong. It's going to free him up to make some plays. Hmm. Yeah, he's 31, which doesn't give me that much pause because it's a position and a stat where I don't think that matters that much at that age. Um, you know, we've seen around the league guys just continuing to crush it well into the early 30s. But I'll go with Clark just for that reason. I think it's, you know, a coin flip between the two of them. Got it. I, I actually have Clark as well. Um, and the, the next question is who will be second on the team in sacks? Um, I'm going to go with Averill as my second. Oh, me too. I'm assuming you're going to I'll go with Clark. Yeah, Clark second then. Clark, got it. Yeah. That helps us catch up a little bit. We're, we're, we're moving through these questions. Very good. Um, now, who will lead the Seahawks in rush attempts? <laughs> this is the one. Um, Who's, who do you want me to go first? Yeah. I mean, why don't you go first? I think it's going to be Eddie Lacy. Lacy. All right. <sighs> this is tough. I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with Carson. Screw it. Oh, yeah. wow. That's Screw bold. it. <laughs> I, hey, have... I thought Eddie Lacy was really good, by the way. I, I haven't talked to anyone about that. It's just been a secret opinion of mine, but... He, I have a theory that he looks extremely good on the first rush of the game. And uh, then after that, it's not much. Um, no, that's mostly kidding. Like, hope, I, I'm also very optimistic about Lacey. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like, one, Pete Carroll kind of loves Carson. Um, yeah. If you see the reactions of the bench when he runs the ball and the team, I think the Seahawks value sort of that. I mean, that's why they loved Marshawn Lynch so much is because Lynch was just bowling over guys. Lynch was pumping up the team, it, that that sort of attitude rubbed off on the defense, yeah. all that stuff. That touchdown um, he had, I went back and watched it because I wanted to see who was blocking for him. Nobody was blocking for him. He, he just bowled the guy. And yeah. I, was, I, I fell in love immediately when I rewatched that. So I just, the main thing, I would, I've been kind of on the Lacey train for a while, um, but I'm kind of switching it up last minute because I think he's really looked great. Plus I think he's looked really, really good in, in the receiving game. Like, he looks really natural. There's no fighting of the football. You know, like he's, there's a couple plays where he caught a ball like in stride, um, yep. you know, yeah. and it was, he was basically already up to full speed. He just caught it in stride. It was like, it didn't look effort. Like there was no effort there. It just kind of natural catcher. So um, 
this is kind of like my bold prediction, I guess, but I think he could end up being the number one guy just because of those, just the way he runs. I think it's an infectious thing, and that's what Pete Carroll looks for. And I think if Rawls runs like that, he's going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I really wanted to put Rawls' name down here. I mean, the guy's supposed to be the starter, and and um, I think that he's looked great, at least in training camp practices. Um, but he, even last year, I mean, yes, he was hurt, but um, – you know, week to week, it was like Pete Carroll would always comment on the fact that after a game in which he got around 20 carries, anytime he gets over 15 carries, he doesn't seem to practice the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I just don't know that his body's going to hold up. So I've got Eddie Lacy, um, number one as well, but it's tough. I think it could go any number of directions. Um, and it wouldn't shock me if, if, if you're right um, that Carson ends up, um, you know, leading them at the end of the year. It'd be crazy. It would be crazy. Um, it'd be crazy good. I think. <laughs> um, all right, Russell Wilson. Have you guys heard of this guy? Yeah, you guys see back. at the fight. Yeah, he. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just. <laughs> um, uh, so so Mina, um, his career passer rating is ninety nine point six. Um, this is an over under. Is he going to be over or under that number this year? That's so high, man. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, I think he's going to have a great year, but that number is really high. Um, I want to say, you know, last year was obviously below, and the year before it was insane. I think he could top – he could finish, like, in the low 100s pretty easily. So I'm going to take the over. You got it, Danny. Yeah, I was thinking somewhere around, like, 102. Yeah. Um, with an upside to – I mean, honestly, he could break 110. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go conservative and still say the over. All right. I've got him over as well. Um, you know, I had a question last year. I don't know if you guys know, but there's there's been rumors that I'm a Russell Wilson hater because I once predicted Matt Flynn to win the, the starting quarterback role. <laughs> and, uh, I did not know that. I was um, tracking Matt Flynn's flight to Miami. I was like, why are they letting him go to Miami? So like, <laughs> anyone who says they weren't, Hi, and Matt Flynn is a liar. Uh, yeah, and and I uh, I was the only one last year of all our predictors to pick Russell Wilson to win the MVP. Um, which, <laughs> cool. you know, goes to show you how much I hate him. But well, I mean, it could have been different if he had gotten hurt. So uh, yeah, I and I don't know. I, I didn't put it in here this year because because I uh, anyway I don't want to keep answering the same question the same way. But I think he's he's in for a great year. Yeah. Um. All right, but his chief challenge and doing what Russell Wilson can do has been the offensive line. Last year, this team allowed 42 sacks. Um, the question here is the closest to the pin. Um, how many sacks will they allow this year? Hmm. I will offer you a little bit of information to help you as you're thinking about this. I published uh, some stats this afternoon that for the preseason, just preseason, I looked at the sack rate. Um, the, the percentage of times that Russell Wilson was sacked um, in the preseason over his career um, based on the number of attempts and, and total dropbacks. His percentage of sacks this year, sack rate is 4.6%, which is roughly half of what it's been the last three season preseasons. Wow. Hmm. Um, so it's the lowest it's been since his rookie year. So take that for, for under advisement. And with that information, um, Danny, what's your prediction for how many sacks? He will. How many sacks he's gonna take? Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with 35. 35. I think that, and that still feels a little high. I, th- I think that the offensive line is garbage. Well, in terms of pass protection, anyway. Um, but I think I saw a stat a couple of days ago. Like he's steadily gotten rid of the ball faster and faster throughout his career. I think yeah. that's been a huge focus, and I think that's going to be a big deal. Last year, the sack percentage was 6.9%. Yep. Um, I think it'll get a lot lower this year. I think it'll be more like in the fours or fives. Fives, probably. Um, so yeah. that's my guess. Uh, somewhere in the fives, and, and he'll give up 35 sacks. Mina? Yeah, I the getting rid of the ball thing is important. I've also – it looks like his footwork in the pocket has improved, something I've noticed – just over the preseason and just little subtle things he's doing. Um, Balance and stuff. Yeah. It's very encouraging, but yeah, I'm going to go with, um, they had 42 last year. You said 42 last year and Danny predicted 35. 
Oh, that's probably about right. I'm going to go with 36 and go a little bit above Danny. <laughs> nice. 35 would have put him right at the meet other. Um, last year. What's that? Say that again. So 35 would have put him right kind of in the middle of the NFL last year. The the Browns gave up 66 sacks last year. Jeez. Holy smokes. Um, but yeah, 35 is like right in the mid range. So for that, for, for what that's worth. Yeah. I, an interesting, another number that's interesting that people may not remember is for the first, I want to say the first six games of last season, the Seahawks were second in the league in sack rate um, allowed. They were oh, second uh, worst, right? Second best. Oh, second best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They started out last year, like gangbusters. <laughs> and um, a lot of it was how fast Russell Wilson was throwing the ball. And yeah, um, he, he, this preseason, I mean, he's down around two point this last game is 2.44 seconds. Wow. Um, which is, you know, elite, um, you know, Tom Brady kind of level. Um, Fire bevel. So I am going with <laughs> 31 sacks this year, which nice. would be a huge change. I like That'd it. Be awesome. That would be awesome. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um, this is a weird one. All right. Uh, you know, and it, it's related to the fact that I think the Seahawks wide receiver room is so interesting this year. Um, it's very hard to predict. So yeah. I think we can probably both or we can all three of us assume that maybe Doug Baldwin's likely to be their leader in receptions. And maybe Jimmy Graham is number two, um, but let's let's throw it out there. The question here is who will be third on the Seahawks in receptions this year? Lock it. Yeah, that one seems that one feels pretty easy for me to go with Lockett. Also, you're going with Lockett. All right. Now the fourth would be really hard to guess. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> for me. Um, whether it's like, I don't trust Richardson to stay healthy. I don't know about what Chris's role is going to be. And then I don't even know, like, you know, the final couple guys, is it going to be case Williams Darbo is Tanner McAvoy going to make it? There's so many question marks back in the, in that kind of like secondary group or whatever. So, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit here. I think Lockett's a, a great guess. I'm going to go with Jimmy Graham. Um, huh? I think that Lockett may be number two. Oh, that'd be cool. I can and, see that. Uh, I think there'll be more targets wide, and and uh, Graham will be number three. So that's what I've got. I feel like we forget how good Lockett was. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm kind of underrating it just because he's been hurt you for guys, a while. You guys want him to return kicks or not? Hmm. Something well, I've been thinking about a lot. That, that's know. kind of tied up with another player that I like. I mean, I really like J.D. McKissick, um, and I, I'd like to see them find a spot on the roster for him, partially because I'd like him to be returning kicks and punts for. Yeah, uh, at least the start of the season. sacrificial lamb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would rather lock it. You know, get it. Sermon and Earl Thomas trade, but <laughs> third. Yeah, yeah. So I would rather him not be returning kicks for at least for the beginning of the season. How about you? I'm Dan? with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Same here. So Danny, I know what you're going to say here because you've you've made it very clear um, so far. But th this next question is. Um, Will Chris Carson start a game this season? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with yes on that one. <laughs> Would have been very previously stated said anything else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nina, how about you? Yeah, I think he will too. I, I still stick with Lacey as getting you know the biggest fines. I think they're going to ride him in the beginning, but I think Chris Carson definitely will. No, I was going to say yes, but to make things interesting, I'm going to go with no. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in front of him. Uh, he's still a rook. Uh, and, you know, let's hope that Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacey and CJ Procise are all around enough to, to, to take those, those number one carries. Um, curious, Danny, how many games do you think he will start? This isn't a prediction that I'm going to capture, but what's your guess? Um, I mean, I'm kind of with you guys that it might not happen right away. Um, so something like, I'll, I'll just say like over under on 10. Mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. You, that is, I mean, this is, this is very clear picture of where Danny sees Chris Carson. And I'm, I'm kind of going all in on the Carson today. thing. I'm going all in on the Carson thing right now, just because, I, love it. <clears throat> I mean, there's still like, I just don't know if Rawls can stay healthy. Like I'd like, I think Rawls will be the starter if he like can stay healthy. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just don't see that happening. So I don't know. Carson's just been so impressive. Um, 
why not? Let's just go for it. And I'll, I'll be happy to be wrong if Rawls stays in there and Lacey looks yeah, great. Right too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like that. Um, uh, now see the, the trade deadlines gotten moved back a little bit. Right. And they've made it possible for teams to potentially make moves. It hasn't really happened that much so far, but given the Seahawks situation at tackle, um, the question here for you, Mina, is will the Seahawks trade for another offensive lineman? No. No. I just think Pretty strong. I strong just, no. Just based on, you know, what we've seen in the past, that's what I'm going off of here and how they treat the position. Yeah. Danny? Yeah, I'm going to say no just because it seems like if they were thinking about doing that, they already would have done it. Um, there's a couple guys. I mean, now they could pick up guys on, like, the waiver wire or, like, something like that. But if they were going to go for a big name, like, you know, Dwayne Brown, I think was a name that people were throwing around or whoever, I think they probably would have already done that. And I don't think it's going to happen. They just, they're too conservative at that position, I think right now. Um, You know, so that's kind of their thinking. Yeah. I, I think that it's far more likely that they don't make a trade, but I'm going with yes. And um, it's with the idea that, uh, with the big cut down coming, that there's going to be someone that they're going to make some, you know, seventh round conditional pick trade for, yeah. uh, to give them another tackle that they don't want to have to take a chance. You know, they don't control for waivers. Um, yeah. I could see that for sure. I could see so, that. Um, you know, I, I've got a, I've got a theory around how they could, David Sharp is someone who I'm interested in from the Raiders. He's a fourth round pick this year. He's played pretty well in Donald Penn's absence. Um, could, could the Seahawks decide to package up some of their draft picks that might not make the team, like maybe an Amara Darbo, maybe uh, Tedrick Thompson? And I would um, love to see them do that. That would be awesome. You know, um, maybe that's possible, but uh, it's that would be a pretty, <laughs> I'd be pretty optimistic. So, um, uh, Ethan Posick, draft pick this year, lineman that's on the team, um, that was coming on gangbusters and then kind of has, has uh, subsided a little bit the last couple games. Um, Mina, do you believe he will start a game for the Seahawks this year at any line position? Oh, yeah. Pro- any position, yeah, just because it's our line. <laughs> <laughs> just because conditioning in reality. Yep. I'm with you. I think he's going to start a game um, just because the fact is I highly doubt the same group of guys will all start 16 games. Um, Honestly, it's like he can play center. He can play guard that, you know, he might be able to play right tackle. That gives them a lot of value, you know, when you're probably only having eight or nine guys uh, on the offensive line. So yeah, he'll start a game um, whether it's because of Jermaine Fetty being terrible or because of injury. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I'm going with he will not. Um, and it's because I'm being optimistic about the health of the line and um, also pessimistic about the fact that I think, you know, Tom Cable continually prefers guys that are better run blockers than pass blockers. And so I think on the interior, guys like um, either Abushi or, or Glowinski would, would get first dibs on, on guard play. And um uh, yeah, I, I hope Justin Britt stays healthy, knock on wood. So mm. I think a Fetty's fixture there, um, uh, whether people like it or not. And if there's any, well, I mean, that would be ideal. I, that would clearly be ideal, but I mean, well, it doesn't mean that he's playing well. <laughs> yeah. I thought he looked pretty good last week, but that's one game. I agree. I think he's steadily made progress, um, from being a total dumpster fire as a pass blocker <laughs> to, being like maybe a, a bonfire i don't know like so um it's it's dwindling um needless to say so um all right the seahawks at one time had i believe four straight seasons of leading the nfl in points allowed their defense mm. pull it off last year um which nfl team will lead the league in points allowed this year number one Man. Number one scoring defense. Denver. Oh, with Denver. Did you go? Know, to- did Denver, was it Denver last year? I'm just trying to remember um, how it shook out. I don't believe it. it was New England that gave up the fewest amount of points. Yes, it was really? New England. That's right. 
Yeah. And I think oh, the Vikings well, and Giants. Well, it's definitely not going to be New England. It's definitely not going to be the Giants. In my mind, it's between this season, it's between Seattle, Denver, Houston. Um, that's it. Those are my top three. So I'll go with um, – I think the Denver defense is going to be on the field too much. You know what? Screw it. I'll go with Seattle. Let's do it. Nice. <laughs> I was just looking at Denver's Denver's schedule. They got Carolina, Indianapolis, Bengals, Bucks, Falcons, Chargers, Texans, Chargers, Raiders, Saints. A defense, Patriots. They got a tough schedule. I wanted to go with Giants um, because I just I I think that was a I think that was the best defense in the NFL last year. Um, But their division, you know, going twice against the Cowboys. I think the Eagles' offense is a little bit better. Redskins yeah. and then I look at the Seahawks division and and we'll get to that in a second but um Seahawks have a, a built-in advantage there and and um I think are looking pretty solid so I'm also going to go with the Seahawks but it's not a, as easy as past years where I, I've really thought they were far and away the best defense oh I, sh- I should issue a, a correction I was reading their schedule from last year the Broncos so I don't know what their schedule looks like this year I mean, um, division is the best I mean well I don't think they're the well, I think the NFC South is the best. I think it's the second best, but compared to ours, come on. Yeah. Um, you know the Broncos are going to face the Raiders twice, the Chiefs twice, and the Chargers twice. Um, yeah. They're all solid offenses. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Wow. Um, <laughs> We're so – The Homer trio. Yeah, but are, are we, though? I mean, they went like three years in a row, right? Yeah, and they were they were number one last year until you know Earl went out. So. It's not really a homer pick; it's more just this is like this is a great defense. <laughs> yeah, and they have a bad and, and they have a weak schedule as far as I was aware. I thought like in terms of like DVOA and all that, it wasn't like yeah. Yes, Warren so. Sharp's got it as the second easiest schedule in the NFL based off of predicted wins of their opponents by Vegas. Okay, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, to me, that's not really a homer pick. It's just. I mean, of course, the homer never says when he's a homer, but um, <laughs> that's okay, Dan. It's just like okay. his defense has been amazing for four or five years. Like, what's? It's not that weird to say that they'll be good again. <laughs> it's not weird. It's okay, Danny. It's okay. Yeah. So, no one's leaving homer. So screw you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny. We got eleven minutes to get you off and Ooh. and uh, onto your deadline, and we've got uh, eight questions left. Let's. let's oh God! Uh, let's quick, quick, rapid fire. Here we go. All right. Over under these next three are all over under. Um, Arizona Car- Arizona Cardinal wins. Vegas um, is predicting eight wins. I'm making the over under eight and a half. So will the Cardinals win more or less than eight and a half? Danny, over, over. Mina, under, under. <laughs> I've got them as over. I think they're one of the most oddly underrated teams in the NFL this year. Um, I think their variance is insane. Like, I think they could be really yeah. good or really yeah. trash, and there's no way of knowing right now. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely a wild card. Um, Los Angeles Rams, win total, um, five and a half over under. Danny? Over. over. I think that defense is too good, and I think that McVay is going to get the offense going a little bit, which will give them a chance to get to that, you know, seven to nine range. Interesting. Mina? Over, but I see them at six and ten, but over. I've got them as under. Um, I, I think that, that I just don't think they're they're ready yet. Uh, well, hopefully, if Donald's not playing, that will help. <laughs> God, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> and, and you know, look, they they lost William Hayes. Um, yeah, that's a guy that I I just killed the Seahawks more than Donald in some ways. He easily tortured us. Yes. Yeah. So the guy that uh, kick, got kicked out of the game in the it, at yes. CenturyLink. <laughs> yes. And and yeah. And. Uh, Oh, that Breno Giacomini taunted? Is that what happened? Am I remembering that? I, I don't know if Breno was on that team or not. I'm trying to there remember. There was one Bram who Breno taunted as on his way out, and the ref couldn't see him, and he was standing behind him waving goodbye. I can't remember. <laughs> Sounds right. That's my favorite Seattle taunt. All right, on to the 49ers. Their win total, over under, four and a half. These are, again, the Vegas predictions. Under. Under for me. Yeah, because I would put them at like four. I had them at four, yeah. Under for yeah, because I think their defense is going to be bad. 
I got them as under as well. Um, although I really love their draft. I think they're going in a, in a good direction. And I think John Lynch looks like a, a decent GM so far. So we'll see how that plays out. Like the front seven. That's it. Um, all right. The Seahawks will win. Now we're getting into it, guys. This is the home stretch. <laughs> the Seahawks will win blank games this year. Danny. I'm trying to remember if I've said anything before. Like I have. If, I, I if I've given an official I've, guess. Yet. Said things. I've gone through the schedule. I've done this. Okay, I think if I have given a guess anywhere officially, I think it was 12, so I'm going to stick with 12 and 4. 12? Nina? I did 11, um, and that's baking in a Rams loss, just because <laughs> it's, so hard. it's 12 wins is so hard to predict, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I have them at 11 and 5. All right, I'm going with 12 as well, um, and I will potentially revise that when I go back and actually look at the schedule. Um, <laughs> teams that will make the playoffs that uh, – oh, sorry, a team that will make the playoffs that did not last oh. year. I'm going to go with the Titans. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mina, how about you? Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I'll go with the Panthers. Damn it, Mina. That's a good one. Yep. Um, uh, shoot. Well, what does that leave me? Um, the Panthers and the Titans are really box? too. The Broncos? No, I don't want to go with the Broncos, actually. Yeah. You can take one of our Xanias, I want to go with a, uh, a real dark horse here, the Vikings. Ugh. It's not a bad call. The Vikings, to me, look like the Cardinals in that they're like a crazy wild card. I can't figure them out. Yeah, they're in the mix. I just um, I think they're gonna have a very strong defense, and they have a lot of good players on offense. But it, you know, it's Sam Bradford for one, which he's. I think he's been better than people give him credit for. Um, but yeah, so they 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 look like a a real wild card team to me, and not not in the literal sense. Like I just they're they're like a team I don't know what they're gonna be, but I think they could be in the mix. Well, this next one, um, I think I should know the answer, but it, does anyone not have the Seahawks as the NFC West division winner? No. Yeah, no, I got them winning the West. Yeah. All I got right. them. So same here. We'll move on. The number one seed in the NFC will be hmm. Green Bay. Green Bay. I think Rodgers is going to be absolutely insane this year. Although I will say, I watched um, yesterday. I don't know what's up with Brian Bulaga. I think they plan on having him by week one, but if he's out, that's an issue. Yep, that offensive line, I think, is one of the most underreported stories. Uh, Let's, this yeah, interior. I'm really curious how that team looks but, without a real good running back. Um, oh, no, dude. Brian, Ty Montgomery, I think, is going to shred. He looked <laughs> really good. So, But the line is an issue. Anyways, Danny? That this is a really tough one. I don't. I don't have as much faith in the Packers because I don't think their defense is any good. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, last year every good team was like super imbalanced. Yeah. So I don't know if that even means anything. Um, I, I think, think it's, it's a safe. Them. What? I think it's us and them for one and two. Yeah, and then I would throw in the Falcons too. Actually, I think the Falcons are going to be a lot better on defense this year, and that'll kind of make up for them. You know, probably regressing a little bit on offense. Um, but I think the Falcons will be pretty good again. So to answer your question, though, I think the Seahawks are going to be the number one seed. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm right there with you, Danny. I actually think the Falcons are probably the, the number one competition for this this, this top seed. Um, I think they've made real strides on defense, and I think that offense is filthy still. Um, yeah. So that was my it's just a matter of if they have that Super Bowl hangover that, you know, Right, and the Shanahan loss. I, I think the NFC East is wildly difficult right. this season. I my, I have Gal yeah. Cowboys taking a huge step back, which not everyone agrees with me. Wait, you say uh, who's going to take a huge step back? Dallas. I think that defense is horrendous. <laughs> yeah, I think it is definitely not talented on defense, but um, Marion Elliott seemed to make you know it out of lemons for years. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, the Cowboys are the other one, Mina. Like, I'm not, I'm not big on the Packers. I think, uh, I, I, yeah, that that one for the same reasons Danny called out that defense. I'm not big on. I think that offensive line's a real question mark. Um, but um, <laughs> in the end, I look at it and I really, it depends on how the division plays out. But 
I think the Seahawks have a division that's going to allow them to pile up a little bit more wins. And I think their schedule is a little more favorable. And I think that the Panthers are going to be significantly better this year. I think the Bucks are going to be significantly better this year. I think the the Saints might even be significantly yeah. better this year. I think that's going to be tough on the Falcons. Yeah. Um, What's yeah, that? I mean, the, the best argument for the Packers, I think, is that division. Um, I mean, unless you're a big Detroit believer, who I know no. a lot of people are. The Vikings, Danny's got making the playoffs. The Bears certainly are not good. So um, that's probably my best reason to go with the Packers, but I still have the Seahawks. I was just saying, I'm so glad we're not playing the NFC. We're playing the East and not the South this year. That division is just filthy. And yeah. I think we can beat every team in the East. All right. So that brings us to the NFC champion. We have these last two questions, and you can imagine where we're going. NFC champion and then Super Bowl. Oh, winner. boy. You can take them both um, at the same time. So, Danny, um, I'll actually, I will go first. <laughs> Um, just, just to give you guys some time to think, um, you know, I, I picked the Seahawks the last few years and it certainly, uh, seems homerish, I think, but, uh, <laughs> I think they've been the best team and, and it hasn't worked out for one reason or the other. Um, everything I'm seeing, it makes me think this is the best Seahawks team since 2013. Um, and not just from a talent perspective may not even be from a talent perspective, but from where their heads are at and how they're playing and their command of the the game that they're playing. Um, there's just something I've talked to a couple of the guys and a couple of the coaches, there's something that's different this year. And, you know, yes, that's very uh, <laughs> hand wavy, but um, I think they're ready to grow up. And um, uh, I think they've been super talented. I think this is going to be the smarter, if not more athletic team than uh, the ones that have won Super Bowls in the past. So I've got them winning the NFC and I have them winning uh, their second Super Bowl ring. <sighs> Danny. It's funny because like, honestly, I can't disagree with any of that. <laughs> Even like the pessimist in me is like, um, it would have to be like the Seahawks so, sort of self-destructing again for them to like not do well this year in my mind. I think they're the most balanced team in the NFC. You know, they've got, a, they've got, they still have a great defense in my mind, and their offense could be great. Um, and don't they, forget special they teams. Special, special teams have been a flaw in this team since 2013. I think this is their best special teams unit since then. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I've been saying the same thing. Like, I think that this is the deepest team that we've seen since 2013. Um, it just feels wrong to just say the same thing, but like exactly. the Seahawks are to me the favorites in the NFC, and so I, I got them going back to the Super Bowl. And man, it would be fun to watch them play the Patriots again. Um, yes, uh, and win. <laughs> so is that I've got you with them in the Super Bowl. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? <sighs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. The Seahawks. It's nice. All right, Mina, where are you at? Um. So I think they're going to win the NFC. I think the Edelman injury is a lot bigger of a deal than some of my colleagues do. Um, I spent a lot of time thinking about that and won't get into all the reasons, but you know, everyone <laughs> just assumes that New England can plug and play. Um, and I think Julian Edelman is the most unique player on that. I mean, well, Robert Congrats is the most unique player, but unique to what they have to do to win every game and what Tom Brady needs at this stage in his career. All that said, I have proven that I am a successful reverse jinxer, so I am picking the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Love it. I, yes. I fully support that. Um, and we are right at 3 o'clock. So um, we've gone through. I will publish the results for these predictions. I want to thank Danny Kelly. Oh, wait, this is going public? Shit. Oh, this is absolutely. <laughs> I, I hate to tell you, but there's been people already watching. Damn um, it. Okay. And... Uh, I will publish all this. I want to thank you, Danny, for taking time. I know you've got a, a an article you got to finish here, and um, I expect to see some Seahawks predicted to to be leading things, um, you know, <laughs> even though you said you don't. And and um, Mina, thank you. I you know, oh. I, super as a as a side thing, really quickly, super proud of both of you guys um, as local folks who've really um, had your careers blossom. It's just been fun to watch. So. I know that people on Twitter and people that are Seahawks fans are cheering for you guys. Uh, maybe not as much as they cheer for for the team, but um, <laughs> certainly are, are uh, looking forward to seeing you know bigger and better things from both of you uh, the rest of the year. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Thanks for having us. Fun.
Take care, guys. I have a form where I can use the word we over and over and over. <laughs> I actually, I noticed that and I loved it. So yeah. Let's, oh, let's but I thought I had gotten it out of my system, but it's, it's <laughs> All right, take care. I got to run. All right, All right bye. See you guys.